Welcome to the Irresistible You podcast. This is the place to get a dose of empowerment to create the life you crave and deserve. I'm your host, Amy Beltran, CEO and founder of Irresistible University. Through my signature online coaching program, I teach women just like you how to ditch the body image issues, gain confidence, and lose the emotional weight to look and feel irresistible at any size. Welcome back to this week. Welcome to this episode. All right. The one thing that you are avoiding is the one thing you need in order to move forward and create the life you crave. What is that one thing? That one thing is called discomfort. I can feel the resistance already. I can already sense you having so much resistance to this word. Discomfort and moving outside of your comfort zone is the catalyst, is the magic key that you need in order to change your life. So when you are in a cycle of yo-yo dieting, you know, hating your body, emotional eating, isolating yourself, not showing up, all of those things are the ways that you are currently staying in your comfort zone. But here's the rub. The rub is that your current comfort zone isn't comfortable either. It's actually quite miserable and uncomfortable, but it's familiar. So I'm going to bust out my wet blanket analogy here. So for those of you that are students of mine or have been listening to the podcast and are like OG listeners, you have heard me say this over and over again, but it bears repeating because it is the truth and it really fits what we're talking about right now. Where you currently are in your life running on the yo-yo diet, body hate, shame cycle, that is your wet blanket. And let me just explain what I mean by the wet blanket. So I want you to imagine for a second that you are lying on the couch and your dryer, let's just say your dryer broke. And so your comforter was in the wash and it's wet and you're like, well, I'm just going to put it on. So for whatever reason, you decide you're going to get under this damp blanket. Okay. When you first put that wet, damp blanket over your body, it's going to feel horrible. It's going to feel miserable. It's going to feel uncomfortable. It's going to feel cold. But the longer you lay in your misery of that wet blanket, the faster your body starts to acclimate to the wet blanket. So you might feel cold and you might feel wet, but as time goes on and you just lay there and you don't move, your body actually starts to get used to it. And so you start to adjust to this discomfort and this misery, but logically you know that it's miserable. And here's the thing. So you're laying there and in your mind, you want to get up. You want to get up and take the blanket off. But the problem is that once your body starts to acclimate to the wet blanket, as soon as you move so much as a finger and the cold air hits your skin, you're like, ooh, that's not safe. That feels awful. That feels worse. Like that feels worse than laying under the wet, damp blanket. So you stop trying to take action, you stop trying to get out of your own misery because now it's become comfortable and familiar, even though you know logically this freaking sucks. 
And in order to get out of the wet blanket, you're going to have to feel discomfort for this little short blip of time. And that discomfort that you're going to feel getting out, because when you get out from under the wet blanket and the skin hits your body and you, you feel the, or your skin hits the body, your skin hits the cold air, it's going to feel really, really bad. But if you logically can understand that that little blip of discomfort isn't going to continue, it's going to have an end, then you're more willing to do what you need to do to get out from under the wet blanket. But when you're so comfortable and familiar laying around in your own wet blanket of misery, taking action that you know would serve you, taking action that you know would be in your best interest, that feels even more uncomfortable. That really feels like discomfort. And that's what you're avoiding. You're avoiding moving through the pain and discomfort. And so instead, you just decide to stay really small, stay under your wet blanket, not take action, not move forward, not be accountable and do what you need to do in order to create the life you crave. So I want you to think about how you are staying comfortable and familiar under your own wet blanket of misery because you're all doing it. We all do it. And what we're going to talk about today is, you know, the type of discomfort. You're feeling discomfort already, and there's a different type of discomfort that you need in order to move forward to the life that you deserve. And so there's the discomfort of staying in this familiar cycle of what you've always done, or there's the discomfort of deciding that you deserve better and that you're willing to put yourself out there in order to get to the bridge to the life that you want for yourself. That's what we're going to be talking about. And feeling that discomfort is what you avoid and you've been avoiding it your whole life. This is why you can start a diet no problem. How many of you have, you know, saw the bullshit diet on the infomercial like, yeah, girl, I'm going to do it. This is it. I got this. You clean out the pantry. You get all your food ready for the week. And a week later, when your husband decides to take you out to dinner, you fall off the wagon because you don't want to feel the discomfort of not ordering your go-to, you know, cream cheese smothered dish at your favorite restaurant. Because that's a feeling of discomfort, right? So the, the choice there is do I order, you know, the healthy, healthier option, the cleaner option, or do I get this dish that I've always gotten, but that dish is your wet blanket that's keeping you stuck where you are with your weight. That's a level of discomfort. And so you would rather not feel the discomfort of not getting what you want when you want it. So you fall off the wagon and there goes your diet. Okay, this is why also you binge eat your face off at 8 p.m., 9 p.m. when, you know, the kids go to bed, all your chores are done for the day, work is over, and you finally have this like moment to exhale and have some free time to yourself. And so when that happens, when work is over, kids are to bed, the house has gotten quiet, all those thoughts that are swirling around in your brain about how worthless you are, how fat and disgusting you are, all that inner fat bitch chatter that goes on in your brain, it's now loud and clear because you don't have the distractions 
from the rest of the day that the rest of the day usually brings. So you'd rather shove a bag of chips down your throat and Netflix and chill and just zone out from all of it than to deal with the discomfort of saying, okay, this is what I think about myself. Let's explore that some more. You would rather not feel that discomfort so you stay under your wet blanket of binge eating, which you know is only going to make you feel worse. And it's making you feel worse on top of not dealing with what you really need to deal with. So you're just laying on layers of emotional weight every single time you decide you don't want to have the good discomfort. This is also, let's let's look at some other examples. So, you know, after trying, you know, how many times do you stand in front of your closet, you try on what feels like every single piece of clothing that you own, and you decide you're just going to cancel plans with your friends because nothing fits. And if it does fit you, you look way too fat. You feel so ridiculously uncomfortable in your own skin that it's easier to just say, fuck it. I don't want to go out. I don't want anyone to see me like this. I don't know what they're going to say about me. They're going to be thinking all these things about me and how I've gained weight and blah, blah, blah. So it's easier to not feel the discomfort of going out but instead to stay home and isolate yourself, which just triggers more guilt, more shame, more emotional eating. And that is also discomfort as well because you're staying, you are choosing to stay under your wet blanket instead of ripping the wet blanket off and feeling that other type of discomfort that you need in order to move forward to the life that you want for yourself. So let's say you've gained weight um, or you know you need to lose weight because you're physically uncomfortable, like to where your weight is actually making you feel physically uncomfortable. So you know that you need to get outside. You know that you need to go for a walk. But the thought of getting dressed, putting on the workout clothes that are going to feel too tight, it's just going to be unbearable. It's going to be miserable. It's going to be uncomfortable. And you also know you can't walk more than, let's say, five minutes without feeling like you're going to keel over. So instead of going forward and feeling the good discomfort, you decide, I'm just going to stay home and I'm not going to do anything. That's choosing to stay under your wet blanket of discomfort. So every time that you decide to stay under your wet blanket of discomfort, this is what's going on. You are on the hunt, the quest to create a life when you don't, to create a life without discomfort, a life without emotional pain. And you think that suffering your way down to your goal weight, that's going to be the missing key. You're like, oh, yeah, girl, if I just, you know, put my head down and hustle and suffer my way down to goal, that's going to unlock this beautiful life without discomfort, without pain. Look, boo, that's where you're wrong. You're all wrong. You have it completely, utterly backwards. So what ends up happening is you blame the diets, the workouts. You blame other people in your life for the reasons why you don't like you, for the reasons why you don't like where you are in your own life. And let me hit you up right now with a big old news flash. It's not the diets. It's not the other people. It's you.
It's you. The minute things get uncomfortable, what do you do? You quit. The minute you have to deal with your own bullshit thoughts, guess what you do? You quit. The minute you can't be entitled to your cupcakes and whatever you want to eat, when you want to eat it, what do you do? You quit. And then what you end up doing is you throw the pity party of the year. You're like the pity party hostess of the year. And you end up throwing this pity party of the year and you step into the role that's always been comfortable for you and that's the role of the victim. That everything is everybody else's fault. Well, if my husband wouldn't have invited me to go out to dinner, I wouldn't have ate the cheese-smothered fries. Well, if my friends, like, were more understanding, blah, 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 then I wouldn't feel uncomfortable going out with them. Well, if that diet wasn't so restrictive, I would have stuck to it. And you just blame everybody else for the reasons why you are where you are without taking ownership and responsibility that you are responsible for your choices, you are responsible to manage your thoughts and your feelings. And this cycle, starting and stopping, starting and stopping, this cycle repeats itself over and over, and it's probably been there for most of your life. So the one thing that you are avoiding is the magic key to unlock the life you crave. Discomfort and pain is part of the process to becoming irresistible you. And when you can truly understand and accept that, you are ready for the transformation that I can offer you inside of the Irresistible You program. But you have to actually grasp that and accept that pain and discomfort is the only way through to the life that you want for yourself. And as long as you keep avoiding it and putting on your wet blanket of discomfort instead, you're never going to have the life that you want for yourself. And the irony to all of this here is that you're already living in a great deal of pain and discomfort. You're already living in it, but yet you're trying to avoid it. The problem is that you're dealing with the wrong kind of discomfort because there's, there's two different types of discomfort. We're going to get into that in just a second. And when you think about this, being on the yo-yo diet body hate shame cycle is pain and discomfort. Continuing to stay on that path, continuing to stay on the yo-yo diet body hate shame cycle, that cycle is is created in pain and discomfort. So there's two different types of pain. There's you choosing to stay under your wet blanket of discomfort. And I'm going to give you some examples of what that looks like. And then there is like the discomfort that bridges you to the life that you want. Okay. So let's just talk about the difference right here between the two. So right now in your life, the discomfort that you are choosing to deal with, which is, let's think of this as your wet blanket of discomfort, right? Because there's, there's discomfort that keeps you stuck where you are. It keeps you under that wet blanket. And there's discomfort that gets you where you want to be. And they feel totally different from each other. 
But the problem is when you've been under your wet blanket for so long and that, speak, that pain and discomfort has become familiar to you, that's why the good discomfort feels like, oh, I can't do that. Oh, my God, that, I don't want to deal with my stuff. Because you've become so familiar with being in misery that it has almost just become, it's like learned helplessness. So this is like, maybe this example will help you, maybe not. So it's kind of like, all right, so one of the hall, we have a hallway in our, in our master bedroom um, that links the bedroom area to the bathroom and the closets. It's a very small hallway, but it has a light. And for like a couple, it was like a couple months, I want to say at one point, we had not replaced the light bulb. And obviously we can afford light bulbs. My husband can fix anything in a house. If you need anything in a house fixed, like he literally just knows how to do all that stuff. So it wasn't a lack of skill. It wasn't a lack of funds. It was just kind of like, you know, life gets busy and you just kind of start getting used to it. So eventually we put the light bulb back in, you know, and um, I'm telling you, this is what ends up happening when you've worn your wet blanket for so long. So the, the light bulb is fixed. It's all good. But every time I would go down that hallway, I wouldn't turn the switch on because I had learned helplessness. I had gotten so used to that light not working that I just made the assumption because my brain got trained to just deal with it. That I just made the assumption and it became second nature that, oh, that light just doesn't work. And when I finally was like, oh, Amy, remember to turn on the light because it works. And I realized, oh my gosh, I was just dealing with this, this situation, which wasn't that great because it's completely dark in the hallway. And now that I can see through the hallway, oh, wow, why didn't I do this sooner? So it's kind of like that. When you're wearing a wet blanket of misery and discomfort, you have learned helplessness. You have just learned to deal with the way that you are to where you start to just believe that this is just who you are. This is how it's always going to be. You're never going to have the life that you want. That's for other people. That's for those people. Because you would much rather just feel the misery that you're in now versus trying these things that feel very uncomfortable because you haven't done them before. So let's talk about your current level of discomfort. Your current level of discomfort looks like this. You beat yourself up with all your inner fat bitch chatter. And all your inner fat bitch chatter is the bullshit stories you tell yourself. It's the rules that you create for yourself. It's the you know, that inner voice that you have when you look in the mirror and goes, oh, I can't believe you're this fat. Oh, you're so disgusting. Oh, you're going to really wear that outside of the house. Who do you think you are? Okay, that's the inner fat bitch chatter that is constantly going on in your head when you, it, it makes you feel unsure of yourself. It makes you feel not good enough. And she's always there every time something happens to question you. So you're questioning yourself. You don't have confidence in yourself. You don't have a high, sevel, high level of self-worth. That is extremely uncomfortable, guys. But yet, it's become comfortable to you, even though you know logically deep down, this isn't okay. Okay? Here's the other thing. The quickest way to feel 
unnecessary pain is when you add the guilt and shame on top of a situation. So what I mean by that is there's the emotional pain of something you might be feeling and then you add on guilt and shame because you feel that way. So you beat yourself up and you're like, oh, I shouldn't think like this. I can't believe you're you're talking to yourself like this again. I can't believe you're doing the inner fat bitch talk again. Who do you, like, why are you? So it's like you have the inner fat bitch chatter and then you have the added guilt and shame on top for feeling the way that you're feeling. And that's one of the things in the program that we try to do is we we just take the inner fat bitch chatter and we logically break it down. Because you're not going to never have a bad thought about yourself again. Even when you go through the program, even when you've done all the work in the world, at the end of the day, we're human beings. And we're going to have self-doubt. And we're going to have these thoughts that come into our brain that aren't really nice thoughts to have. The difference is you can recognize it and you can look at it without adding on additional pain of guilt and shame. And so another way of feeling discomfort um, right now is, you know, overeating because you don't like what you're thinking. So that's another way that you do that. So you don't like the, the inner fat bitch chatter that's going on. So instead of breaking that down logically, you just overeat so you don't have to deal with that. It's not standing up for yourself because you lack the confidence to do so. That's uncomfortable. That's bringing you misery and pain as well. Another way that you're bringing discomfort into your life is isolating yourself. You know, right now, that's kind of, <laughs> we're, we're in isolation, but you know what I'm saying. I'm talking about you standing in front of the mirror, trying on all your clothes, and then deciding the hell with this, I'm not going anywhere. So you isolate yourself. You turn down invitations. You don't show up to hang out with friends and family. And that's causing you a great deal of discomfort. Because nobody wants to be isolated all the time. It's not healthy. And it's not, it, as like a human being, we can't be isolated. Another way that you are living in discomfort is that you're not showing up for yourself. Because you're uncomfortable stepping into the power of who you really are because you don't have the confidence to do so. And you know, when you have these shitty thoughts, when you have these feelings that come up and you're not dealing with them and instead you're taking it out on other people or you are overeating and emotional eating to just not to push it away, that's a form of not showing up for yourself. You have to be willing to show up for yourself even when it gets hard, especially when it gets hard. And I've seen women that join the program that do this, that were gung-ho, that were ready to get it going, that were ready to change their lives. Two to three weeks into the program, it's a 12-week program, two to three weeks in, they ghost. I message them, I email them, and they totally ghost because they know that they have to deal with some stuff. They know that they have to deal with some discomfort. And instead of feeling the discomfort that's going to propel them forward into the life that they want for themselves, they just stop showing up for themselves. And you have to learn how to show up for yourself, especially when you don't feel like you've got it all together. Because who the hell has it all together? Okay. Another way too is like, you know, 
feeling paranoid about your body and then creating all these bullshit stories and then showing up to the world, you know, not taking good care of yourself, wearing the baggy clothes, not, you know, putting your best foot forward because you're creating all these stories about what other people are going to think and say about you. That is extremely uncomfortable. So whether you're overeating, you're beating yourself up, you're layering on guilt and shame, you're isolating yourself, you're not showing up, you're not trying to become the woman that you crave to be. And the reason I say that phrase, and it's part of my introduction on the podcast, and it's part of my tagline, is because for each and every one of you, there is a future version of yourself that you have in your head. And you crave it. It's this craving that just makes your heart ache because you know who you're capable of becoming. You know how your life could be different. But then your actions and your everyday life is not reflective of what you truly crave on the inside. And that's what we do in the program is we match up who is the future version of yourself and where are you today and what's the gap. Now let's fill the gap and help you become who you're meant to be. Because y'all, life is too damn short for you to be sitting around, wallering around on the couch or the bed under your wet blanket of misery and discomfort. I mean, my God, how much longer are you going to do this to yourself? I want you to really think about that. How long have you been hiding under your wet blanket and how much longer are you willing to keep it on? Because that's your choice. You might be sitting there right now playing the victim pity party, you know, thing, but you got to understand it is your choice. Nobody is forcing you to be under that wet blanket. That's your decision. And it's your decision if you decide to get out from under it as well. And the only key, weight loss and dieting is not a magic key to your happiness and your future. So let's get that straight right now. Because it's not about the weight. The weight is a distraction. The weight is a symptom of all the other things that are going on, which ultimately boil down to the fact that you don't like yourself. But the weight is the scapegoat. It's the easy thing to blame. That's why everything sucks. If I was only skinny, if I could only be thin, if I could only be skinny, oh my God, my life would be amazing and beautiful. No, your life will be amazing and beautiful when you learn how to process through your own bullshit thoughts and when you learn how to feel and accept the pain and discomfort that's required to become the better version of yourself. That's when your life becomes beautiful. And you've got to accept that life is pain and discomfort. And you're trying so hard to avoid pain and discomfort that you're creating a life that you hate. You're creating a version of yourself that you don't recognize anymore. I don't care if you're Beyonce or Oprah or the most beautiful, you know, supermodel women in the world. Everybody has pain and discomfort. And what's causing you more pain and discomfort is that you're trying to avoid discomfort. And that is impossible. It is absolutely impossible to go your entire life not experiencing pain and discomfort. 
And so in order to become the version of yourself that you crave, the irresistible you version of yourself, there is a certain level of discomfort that's required. It's part of the journey. So what does that look like and how is it different from your current level of discomfort? All right, let's talk about that. So the good discomfort that propels you forward that let's call it, I don't, I need a good word for it. And it's just not coming to me of like what that kind of discomfort is, but maybe I'll think of something after this is published. The future version of yourself that you want to become is going to have to address the inner fat bitch chatter head on and learn how to change that conversation with yourself. And all of that is possible. This is what we do in the program. We have a very specific strategy that we use in order to reword and rewrite those thoughts. Okay. So right now what's happening is you feel this inner fat bitch chatter. Oh, you're so worthless. You're so gross. I can't believe you thought you could wear that. Who do you think you are? And instead of saying, all right, inner fat bitch, let's break it down. And let's use our strategies that we have in order to do that. What you're doing now is you're just trying to ignore it and shove it all away with food, which is only making you feel worse. Okay. Or, you know, it's not always just food. For some people, your way to deflect is to do for everybody else and not for you. So instead of dealing with your own stuff, you just decide you're going to be everybody else's savior and take care of everybody else's problems instead of dealing with your own. That's also another way of deflection. Okay. So is it going to be easy to sit there and dissect you're so worthless? Of course not. Of course that's not going to feel comfortable. That's why you're avoiding it. If it was comfortable, you wouldn't be sitting here listening to this podcast. So that's a, and that's a level of discomfort that will push you forward to better who you are, to become the future version of yourself. Because until you change that conversation, you're going to keep having those uncomfortable thoughts and then you don't know what to do with them. And so you do unhealthy things with them like emotional eat, like distract yourself with other people's bullshit problems. And so to become the future irresistible you version of yourself, we have to address the inner fat bitch chatter and we have to change the conversation with yourself. And sure, that's going to be uncomfortable to sit there and listen to these things that you tell yourself instead of going into the kitchen and shoving it all down with a piece of cake. But which would you rather feel? Would you rather be stuck on the yo-yo diet, body hate, shame cycle the rest of your life? Or would you rather sit in the uncomfortableness of it for a few minutes and change the conversation with yourself? Those are the kind of choices you're going to have to start making if you're sick and tired of feeling sick and tired. Okay. The future version of yourself needs to feel discomfort and that you take each overeat that you have and instead of beating yourself up, having all the added guilt and shame with it, is that you want to take that overeat as a learning opportunity instead of piling on all this unnecessary guilt and shame on top of it. And what I mean by that is so many times if you have an overeat or a binge, you just decide, oh gosh, I, I'm so, I feel so bad. I can't believe I did this again. I'm such an idiot, blah, blah, blah. And instead of dealing with it, and breaking it down, you just want to act like it didn't happen. 
And so you stay in denial. So what we want to do instead is we want to feel the discomfort of, okay, you know, I, I had a binge last night. I need to figure out why that happened. And we're not putting all this extra emotion into it. We're just going to look at it and say, okay, what was really going on? And now how am I going to handle this going forward? So you take it. So you're kind of experiencing the same things. You're just choosing to deal with it in a different way. So instead of isolating and feeling the discomfort of isolation, what you're going to do is get uncomfortable taking imperfect action and putting yourself out there instead of staying at home. And this is what I teach in my program to you guys is this is about creating a relationship with yourself. You've been running away from yourself for so long, you don't know who you are. You don't know what you like. You don't know what you dislike. You don't know what your values are. You don't know where you stand because you've been running away from your problems and yourself for so long. And so you're like, oh, the hell with this. I'm just going to stay home and be miserable and have a pity party. Well, that's comfortable. That's real freaking fun. So we're going to learn how to take imperfect action before we feel ready and put ourselves out there instead of sitting around in our wet blanket of isolation at home. So yes, both situations have discomfort. One of those is keeping you where you are today and the other is pushing you forward to becoming the woman you're meant to be. So I hope you're kind of seeing the difference now and that discomfort is unavoidable, but what kind of discomfort are you willing to do? Because one is going to keep you here and one is going to move you forward. Okay, another way of feeling discomfort now is, you know, deciding to be mindful and present and in the moment and showing up for yourself. So the other level of discomfort is you're not showing up for yourself. You're deciding to run away when it gets hard, when it gets painful. And like I said, I have had students that pay money to be in the program and then they ghost. That is so like out of this world to me <laughs> that, you know, you get to this point where you want change and then you still decide I'm not going to show up for myself. And a lot of it is because they get to this point in the program, it's always like two to three weeks in, and they realize, oh, she's right. This is work. Oh, she was right. I am going to have to deal with my stuff. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so instead of being present and mindful and showing up for themselves, because they don't have it all figured out yet. They just decide it's easier to ghost and then act like I don't see your emails and your messages because I don't know, I don't have all this figured out and I'm really scared. What's underneath of ghosting is I'm really fucking scared. And I'm really ashamed and I'm really embarrassed to come forward and say that. And so that's what showing up is about. Showing up is when you feel ashamed. Showing up is when you feel scared. Showing up is when you feel embarrassed. Showing up is when you know you don't have your shit figured out yet. But you decide to do it anyway. 
Because here's the deal. There's the pain of ghosting and hiding and knowing that you could have gotten the help that you needed. That's super painful because that's a painful life of dealing with regrets. Well, what if I would have tried? What if I would have given it my all? What if I actually would have put myself out there? Then there's the pain of I put myself out there. I gave it all I had. And maybe you don't like the outcome. Maybe you don't like what's going to happen. But you have to show up and you have to put yourself out there even when you don't have all the answers. And if you're sitting around waiting to have all the answers, I'm going to tell you something. You're never going to be where you want to be in your life because you're not perfect. I'm not perfect. Nobody is perfect. And nobody has every single thing figured out. So when you sit around and you're waiting, so perfectionism, that's something we talk about too. Perfectionism is not necessarily a positive trait. It has its place in certain areas, but perfectionism, when it is causing you to not take action, that is a problem. The most successful people in the world are the people that are willing to fail, are the people that are willing to get their heart broken, are the people that are willing to take a chance even though they know they might not get the outcome they envisioned. That is brave. That is having courage. That is confidence. And the only way you're going to build confidence is to put yourself out there knowing you might get your heart broken, knowing you might not like the outcome, knowing this might be painful and this might be discomfort. But I'm willing to do that because I don't like, I, I, would, rather, I would rather stand in the pain of feeling cold and wet than staying under that damn wet blanket. Because I know for sure staying under the wet blanket, I'm not going anywhere. And once I'm out from under the wet blanket, it might get uncomfortable for a while, but I get to decide how I move forward. So those are just some of the ways that discomfort and pain will help push you forward instead of keeping you stuck under your blanket where you are today, okay? Because that current level of discomfort will never push you forward to the life that you crave for yourself. The future discomfort that we're talking about, that is what's going to create the bridge to the life that you crave. If you have that version of yourself, that life that you envision, that's the bridge to get there. And so, you know, it kind of begs the question, how do you know, like, how do you know if something is like, is this discomfort helping me or hurting me? And one of the things that I think you can, that I encourage you to think about is, okay, is this going to, is, is what I, is, is the thing that I'm doing right now for my future self? Would my future self need me to take this action to get there? So let's say, you know, you're having the inner fat bitch chatter and you decide you're going to just go in on some food. When you go in on that food, is that going to bridge the gap to your future self? No. Is it uncomfortable? Yes. If you take those thoughts that you're having 
and you really sit in your thoughts without going to the food first, is that going to feel comfortable? Hell no. It's super uncomfortable. But is that going to bridge the gap to where you want to be? So the bigger question is, am I taking action from a place of self-love or am I taking action from a place of self-hate? The place of self-hate is going to go to the food. The place of self-love is going to sit in the feelings and the thoughts and dissect them without jumping to the food first. I hope that makes sense. So you really want to think about, you know, am I doing this from a place of self-love? And I think I even have an episode on uh, losing weight from a place of self-love versus self-hate. I'll have to find the number and, um, and post that up. So you really want to think about, am I taking this, am I feeling uncomfortable right now from a place of self-hate or a place of self-love? Let's go back to the restaurant example. When you go out to eat, let's say you're trying to, you know, you're actually trying to lose some physical weight here. And you go out to eat and you just automatically go to your go-to dish, which was some cheese and cream smothered something or another, okay? That's what you've always had. That's what's kept you overweight. That's what helps, you know, it's not going to help you get to your goal. So when you order that food, is that from a place of self-love or a place of self-hate? And that could go both ways. That actually, this, so this example is really interesting because it can go both ways. Because getting into like the eating side of things, we can do things in moderation and we can also do things from deprivation. So when you hate your body so much and you're punishing yourself and you only allow yourself to have these boring salads, slabs of grilled chicken, you're only letting yourself do that, that's probably not a place of self-love. That's a place of self-hate. So this example that I'm giving you is actually, I didn't think about this, but it's actually really interesting because it could go both ways. If you're really focused on getting the weight off, taking better care of yourself, eating better foods that are going to fuel your body and make you not feel bloated and gross and miserable after you eat it, then choosing to eat the smothered food might be from a place of, uh, of self-hatred if you know that you have these goals and now you're just trying to throw it all away for the food. However, there's this other thing that happens in your journey where you learn how to eat the foods that you love in moderation. So if you've eaten healthy and clean, you know, all week and then you decide to go out to dinner, ordering the dish that you love for yourself is actually coming from a place of self-love because you know that you can have this one dish and it's not going to spiral you down into an emotional eating binge. This might have gotten really confusing with this example, but that's kind of what I want you to start to look at, though, is like, am I doing this from self-love or self-hatred? Am I doing this for my future self or am I doing this for my current self and is it going to keep me stuck in this cycle? Now, there was a time where I had to feel the discomfort of not ordering my favorite dish. Because I had goal, I had weight loss goals, and I knew that I deserved to eat better. So I hope. So let's see if you can see the difference here. So I, that would be a case where you know I was really focused. I knew that I deserved better. I knew that I had to fill my body with better foods, and so I would choose the discomfort of making a better choice. There's also times where 
maybe I haven't gone out to eat in weeks and I've been eating really clean and I've allowed myself to have this meal. So that's like a whole nother thing. So I'm going to like get away from this example because <laughs> it could go all different directions. But I just want you to start thinking about, is this discomfort that I'm feeling going to benefit my future self? Is this discomfort coming from a place of self-love or a place of self-hate? Let me just use working out for an example, okay? There's times where I was doing these workouts because I hated my body so much. I hated myself so much that I just wanted to get the weight off. And I thought the only way to do that was to suffer and hustle my way through it. So I would pick these workouts that I hated. And so then when the thought of exercise came up, I'm like, oh, I hate this. That's from a place of self-hate. Now, I go on walks pretty much every single day. We find a park. We go on these little adventures. I do kayaking. I do kickboxing. I do things that are still technically working out. But I found things that actually make me happy, that I look forward to doing, that are a release for me as well like a stress release, because that's coming from a place of self-love. Was it comfortable learning how to get into the routine of doing things like that? Of course not. But I knew my future self needed to do that. So that's kind of how you have to balance the two. So I hope that, you know, this kind of helps you decide what is, what is the right discomfort? Because we are going to feel discomfort to get to where we want to be. But beating yourself up and calling yourself names and sitting in guilt and shame, that is not getting you where you want to go. And I had that twisted many, many years ago because I thought the only way to lose weight, the only way to create the life that I want is I have to be mean to myself. Because if I'm nice to myself, oh, that means I'm accepting the fat. And that is so, so backwards. I literally thought if I'm not mean to myself, if I don't beat myself up and talk shit to myself, then I'm just accepting that I'm, I'm like, that I'm accepting the fatness. I'm accepting the hatred that I have. And it's the total opposite, guys. That's why I say to everyone, if you actually want to lose physical weight and you want to keep it off and you want to change your life, you have to lose the emotional weight first. This is the stuff that diets don't address. No one should be going on a diet before they have figured out how to change the conversation with themselves, how to create a relationship with themselves, and how to lose all that emotional weight that's holding you down. Because that's not going to go away because you hustle and suffer your way down to your goal weight. It's going to be magnified because it's still going to be there. So discomfort and pain is part of life. It's part of the, the process to grow. It's part of the personal development journey. And again, the faster you can accept that, you don't have to like it. But you have to at least logically accept, okay, I know in order to become the woman I want to be, the woman that I crave, I am going to feel discomfort. And then think about the fact that you're already living in discomfort, but you're not living in productive discomfort. You're living in discomfort that's making you hate yourself and hate your life. So I hope this was helpful. Um, I want to say something. All right, so listen, I am going to be doing a giveaway. 
I am looking for you to help me get some more ratings and reviews on this podcast through iTunes. So in order to help nudge you along, what I'm doing is a giveaway. I'm going to be giving away some copies of my Irresistible You journal, which I, which I sell on Amazon. So if you would like to get a free copy, the way that you can enter to win is to go into iTunes and leave a rating and review. And then what I need you to do is to screenshot your review and you can send it to me on DM through Instagram at Irresistible Icing. You can post it inside of our free Facebook group. You can just go inside the Facebook group and put a post with your review and I will enter your name into a drawing for a copy of the Irresistible You journal. And I will put all the details to this in the show notes. So in case you're like, you're driving, and you're like, what? What is she saying? So that's a little giveaway that we're going to be doing. Um, you know, all you have to do is go into iTunes. It's very easy to do. It only takes a minute or so. And it helps the podcast to be seen by other women that need to hear the message that is here. If you have friends that you know would benefit from this as well, please share it with them. Let them know that this podcast exists. I would love you long time for that. I would appreciate it. I will catch you guys. Uh, let's have a discussion about everything here, about your discomfort and pain. We're going to have a discussion inside of the free Facebook group. That post for this week will be penned at the very top. So when you come into the group, what I want you to do is I want you to read the question and I want you to answer it so that we can actually have a, a two-way discussion about everything that we're talking about today. All right, guys, I hope you're doing well. I will catch you on the next one. Until then, stay irresistible. Bye, guys.